0: Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper of Kuiper Counseling. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection to ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotionally, emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or a comment, you can call into the show at 425-373-5527 or feel free to go to KuiperCounseling.com. Greg welcomes all kinds of questions and comments. Hello, Greg. Hello, Stacy. How are you?
1: I am well today.
0: Good. I am prepared for this episode. I well. had a conversation earlier with somebody, and um, they were talking about a story, a journey that they've been on. And um, they commented that the significant other that they are currently with saw through all the nonsense that they were struggling with and saw who they really are. And I had Greg in my head (laughs) talking about uh, true self and this idea that um, this, this person's boyfriend saw them for who they really are And it became synonymous a little bit in the conversation of also potential. Sure. In that way. Discovering
1: who they really are. Right. Is that good or bad?
0: Well, it was a good thing. (laughs) And, you know, and so in this particular story, um, considering the different things that she was going through um, and the issues that she had to address, he was able to see through that. Sure, and see the person at her core.
1: Wow, what a neat relationship budding there, right? When right, you can have that kind of awareness and and share it with your partner and move forward with that common knowledge. Wow, right. It was that's what we're looking for.
0: Exactly, it was. Uh, it was an amazing story, and I just I kept thinking about at the root, and that this is what you're looking for, at and. The root. And what a shame it would be if she hadn't recognized that or if she hadn't been willing to find herself for herself. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Cool story. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) I'm a good student. What can I say? Um, Because we've been talking about um, true self and, um, and you even led us in some exercises to help us with that.
1: Yeah. You know, we've we've been talking at length lately about this and and what these true selves are and where is it within us that we can find this. And, you know, as we've made this transition, kind of a transition from our discussions around relationships, right, and then the struggles we experience in the relationships, I'm hoping there's been some continuity here because it it all flows together, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we've got to be in touch with this true self in order to to find that connection with others, mm-hmm. with their true self. And, uh, you know, the very premise that we make an emotional connection through awareness is exactly that, right? That we, we must have an emotional connection with ourselves if we want to have any kind of a, a, an emotional connection with others. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I had an experience this morning. Um, I'll try to Narrow it down to a short story. Hmm. A photograph that my dad took uh, of me from when I was in high school fell off the wall, and um, the glass shattered everywhere. And so I always look for deeper meaning in things. Sure. And um, I usually get these my my deep thoughts when I'm taking a shower. And the message <laughs> okay. that came through I know don't don't no, worry yeah, about no, it no, yeah. um, was to um, break up with the old Stacy.
1: Hmm.
0: Like time to let the old Stacy go, and it was interesting. Punctuation matters.
1: Right.
0: Um, either way, in this case, it it was this idea of the old Stacy in terms of the facades that you talk about, right? And that there was a very clear message of breaking up with that. And as I've been sitting across from you and learning some of these things and putting some of them into um, into my practice. Mm -hmm. It's made a difference, and so the choices that I'm making in my relationships and all the different things that I'm doing are starting to manifest a more connected and aligned uh, personality and true self.
1: Isn't it cool when we start to realize that, right? We're encouraged to have this awareness, and so here it is. This awareness is kind of uncomfortable at first, and it's just we're not used to it, and we've been doing it the other way for so long, Mm -hmm. and so now we've got this new awareness, and then... From that awareness, something really positive sparks inside us that probably wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. if we were still the old self or whatever. And so, as these as these new sparks happen, um, and then we can realize, oh, things are yeah, this is okay. Tying things together and seeing the path to to this whatever you want to call it, new you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. it was
0: interesting because uh, it very much felt like my dad is, um, he's deceased, and it very much felt like a message from him, mm. which most people would think that, you know, you'd be stuck in the past and whatever, but it was very much permission to, like, you're going in the right direction, kid. Yeah.
1: So it was cool. There you go. So. A little donk on the head, maybe. Well, well yeah. Shattered <laughs> glass
0: at 6.30 this morning. That yeah, was fun. Yeah. So anyway.
1: Well, you know, we've been taking some time to explore what we mean by ourselves. And when we say emotional connections with ourselves, what is ourselves? And and when we have that premise, we need to know what our self is so we can establish this connection we keep talking about. And we've wondered about the self that we have created, you know, this personality that we have created over our lives. All our experiences, our memories, our emotions, positively or negatively charged, have, you know, collectively become the self that we operate from every day. And much like our breathing or heart beating, we don't consciously think about it. It just is and just automatically keeps going. You know, it's the way we live. And as such, it becomes locked in and without awareness of what's going on. It's difficult to modify this, just like you were talking modify this because it's constantly reinforced it's being reinforced unconsciously every second of every day and we're not paying attention And this is the self that we bring to relationships with others right particularly others that we desire a deep connection with we have this version of ourselves that is on autopilot and born of our past and then we desire to establish an important harmonious loving connection with another who also has a self that is also on their own autopilot, born of their past. So, what is the odds that a meaningful, rewarding, deep emotional connection can be born and nurtured with two individuals on their own autopilot and dragging with them the baggage of the past? Eh, it's going to be tough. A little slim. Mm -hmm. We can all find something within this personality we have that is beneficial to us and we'll be nurturing in a relationship with another. And these traits and attributes are too often overshadowed, right, by the more potent experiences and memories that have painful emotions attached to them. And collectively, these breed the fear that most of us operate under each day to some extent. So, the self we are attempting to use to connect with another self is fear-based and containing negative energy. And this attempt at connection is with their self, which more than likely is fear-based and also containing their negative energy. So, no wonder so many of these connections end up in a ragged way. It's it's not going to work. And for many of us, we just keep chugging away. For years and years, until we can't anymore. Mm-hmm. And we get to this place where we're struggling and we, we want some answers.
0: Well, and we're encouraged even in children's books. I think I can. I think I can. I think yeah, I there can. you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. Right. Well, and
0: maybe, maybe you can't. Maybe you shouldn't.
1: Uh, hmm. Maybe you shouldn't.
0: Well, I know you're gonna go there with me. <laughs> Meaning, maybe you shouldn't just chug along. Oh, maybe okay. you should, right, right, like, right. I don't know, pay attention to the I journey. Got it. See, yeah, yeah. Okay, I knew there you I go. knew there was a silence, and I was like, oh, he's gonna go all psychotherapist <laughs> on me.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're chugging along, we're not aware. Right. We're chugging.
0: Right. Yeah, so just, we shouldn't just chug along. That's right. There we go. Okay.
1: So. <laughs> So this critical piece we're missing, right, is the awareness, which typically doesn't exist with an autopilot. I mean, when we're, we're not reacting automatically when we've got some awareness. And it's, it, it is unconscious functioning that, that's going on. And this awareness consists of the discovery of our autopilot functioning and the one true component that is missing in all this fear, right? And that's our true self, what we're calling our true self, our inner child, our soul. Whatever label feels good for you to use, it's mm-hmm. just that true inner. Our essence, our core. Essence, there you go. That's a good one too. Um, this, is, this is the one crucial part of us that's always been there, that core. through all space and time, that, that field of energy and vibration that is, right, the pure essence of our being. And that is unconditional love, kindness, compassion, forgiveness, objective consciousness, value, joy, happiness, those, those components. And having this awareness allows us to act from a place of virtue, which Rick Hansen in his wonderful book, Buddha's Brain, everyone should read this book, explains Virtue simply involves regulating your actions, words, and thoughts to create benefits rather than harms for yourself and others. Takes awareness, right? Virtue means living from your innate goodness guided by principle. So this innate goodness is our true self we keep talking about, right? It's always there. It's just waiting for an opening, an invitation to the party, Rick goes on to say, only we humans worry about the future, regret the past, and blame ourselves for the present. We get frustrated when we can't have what we want, and disappointed when what we like ends. We suffer that we suffer. We get upset about being in pain, angry about dying, sad about waking up sad yet another day. Our brain constructs this kind of suffering which most of our unhappiness and dissatisfaction is made up of. This is all made up. I love the way he says that. Our false self, our personality that we have allowed to be created for us because we are on a fear-based autopilot with very little or no awareness. Right? So imagine, if you will, this individual operating from their true self with the awareness of virtue, attempting to connect with another individual, operating from their true self with the awareness of virtue. I wonder if a harmonious emotional connection might develop. Yes. Seems like it, right? Yeah. Just as we can be so unaware of our fear-based nature, we can be so unaware of the wounds and injuries we allow to happen to that purity of our true self. That is what this personality we have developed has become, right? Coping mechanisms for not allowing us to feel the pain of those wounds, applying those bandages, and then not letting the wounds heal. We've been talking about this. So back when we were talking about triggering each other's illusions in our, illusions in our relationships, this, this is the basis for what forms the illusions, right? The collection of wounds mm-hmm. and bandages over time that breeds our false self, our fear-based personality, which doesn't include our true self. We've forgotten about that part. So it's not enough to remove the bandages, expose the wounds. In order to heal the wounds, we must reach into our true self. That perfect purity of being that is us and through virtue use the very tenets of that part of us that true self unconditional love kindness compassion and forgiveness use that on our false self so what do we have self-love self-compassion self-forgiveness this is just so key then we can move forward with the awareness that this personality this part of us that we may despise and believe to be weak and scared was in no way created by our true self but from fear it was created from our experiences in the world my hmm.
0: mind is like blowing up like pop rocks right now oh. <laughs> i'm like bow, 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 bow. <laughs>
1: So so last time we used this visualization, right, of finding that little child within us and giving them that big, long hug. You were once that young child, worthy of care as any other. Can you see yourself as this child? Wouldn't you wish the best for this child? The same is true today. You are just as deserving. Wouldn't you wish the best for yourself. Recall being with someone who really loves you. That feeling of receiving caring activates attachment in the brain. Bring to mind someone you feel compassion for, right? When you do this, this releases oxytocin in your brain, and this is an important neurotransmitter of connection. And then we can turn that compassion to ourselves, self-compassion. Put your hand on your heart and say, I love you. Do it. You can't help but feel that connection when you do that. So it's been a while since we touched base with Char and Steve, right? Three weeks? I don't know. It's been a little while.
0: Yeah, how are they?
1: (laughs) When we last left off, right? They were both starting to experience some awareness around their autopilot functioning and these illusions and how they came to be in their lives. In the last session together, Steve was hit with some awareness that was pretty uncomfortable to him. You know? So I asked that he meet with me individually the next time. This is something I will we'll want to do with Char as well. So, so Steve came in, <clears throat> excuse me, and I opened the session. Steve, last time you experienced some emotions around the recollection of some of your dad's behaviors. You've had some time to be with that. What have been your thoughts and feelings around that experience? Well, Charlotte and I spent a little time talking about my dad and what it was like growing up around it. And then, frankly, I've just moved on. I haven't thought about it much since. So do you feel any sense of completion or relief around letting it go? Are you asking me if I worked through what he did to me as a child? Yes, in a way, I'm asking that, yes. No, I have not. I'm doing what I've always done, I guess, pushing it aside, moving forward. There's some pretty cool awareness right there, don't you think? What do you mean? You are aware that you're pushing it aside. That awareness isn't there normally, right? No. I guess it hasn't been. Steve, you, you seem to be a little off today. What is going on in your heart and your head right now? You know... I said I'm pushing this aside like usual, but all week it comes back at odd times. I don't like it. It's like somebody needling me, jabbing me. I keep telling myself to get over it, and and it goes away for a while, and then it comes back around again. Here it is. What do you feel when it comes around again? Oh, God. I don't know. It's just this uneasy, uncomfortable feeling. I don't know if I can explain it. Well, I'm going to ask you to keep on trying here, please. After a pause, he said, Some sadness, I guess. Maybe some shame. Frustration, for sure. Any anger in there? He looked right at me for what seemed like a long time. You know, damn right I'm pissed. If my life is screwed up because I let him have the power over me to affect me like that, what kind of a person am I? And what kind of person could do that to a little kid? He paused, looking away. And then I get these thoughts, wondering if I did the same thing to my kids. And I can't even go there right now. So, yeah, I guess I'm a little off. Having this in your awareness, uh, you know, as painful as it seems, Steve, is, is the way to start making a change and figure it out. So it's pretty clear to me that this is why I packed it away for all these years. Because this really sucks. What do you mean? This feeling, this sucks. I want you to take a couple big breaths with me, okay? Just right now. Let's do it together and let, let what is in your head go for a bit. Just see if you can just dismiss the thoughts just for, just for a few seconds even. Just be here with me. So, we breathed together. I could see him calming a bit. Steve, there is a part of us that we forget about and, and don't get in touch with much, okay? There's that little child part of us that goes way back to the beginning. And because of the input that was shared and put upon us all this time, we've lost track of this little child. We had to become someone else to get by in the world, right? And we forget to bring along the little boy. And the little boy was alone and he got hurt by all the unfairness and anger, shame, guilt, lack of attention. And the only way you knew to protect him was build a wall to shield him from that pain. I wonder. Do you know if he's still behind that wall? Can you find him? You mean like how? Well, seems like as good a time as any, Steve. He looked down at the floor and was silent for quite a while. He's friggin' tired and hurt and alone. Where is he? Curled up in a corner behind the wall. He had a hard time saying this Can you get to him? I'm going to have to tear down this wall, aren't I? Unless you can figure out a way to get through it, yeah? Doesn't look like it, he replied. Where do we start? You're already on your way, Steve. The session wasn't over, but we're at about a time for today here on the show, so... Next time we're going to look at the construction of this wall and start some dismantling with Steve as he tries to get in touch with his true self, try to get in there into the little child, the true self, the in, inner child, the soul, whatever you want to talk, call it. But it's, it's that part of us that's always been there that somehow gets put aside.
0: Oh, I mean, I... I... I give you a lot of credit because (laughs) I'm listening to Steve and I'm like, it's okay, man. It's okay. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I also see myself, I mean, I've done this kind of work with you, um, you know, offline and I'm in my closet. That was always my favorite place, like in my closet where, you know, it's like nobody thought to look for me there. Um, of course I brought snacks. Um, (laughs) <laughs> hey, it is important to be prepared if you're going to run away. Um,
1: my, I was in my closet. That's where I would actually go. Right in the closet, a real closet, and I would take a box of Cheerios with me.
0: See, and and it and that's helps, where I would hide. And it helps actually when you're having people do this work. It helps to visualize that place that when you were upset that you would go to. And to go back to that feeling, and then to open, crack open the door, and right. be like, "Hey, you want to share your snacks?"
1: <laughs> right, right. Let some light in. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, okay. well, I, I challenge everybody this week to to see where your inner child is today. Just where is that little boy? Where is that little girl? Right now, where is it? And see if it wants to come out and play. See if you can find it. You know, be great if you can just give it a big hug. All right. Cool.
0: Wow. Powerful stuff. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to know more, go to KuiperCounseling.com. Greg, what's your usual advice?
1: My advice is just stay aware out there, everybody. There see we- you next week.
0: All right. See you next week. <laughs>